Can we just pray again? Just pray. Why don't you just ask the Lord to just reveal himself to you? Um, bit of a different message that I'm going to share today, but just ask him to open up your eyes, open up the eyes of your heart, that he'd speak directly to, to your situation, your circumstances. So we just pray, Father, that we'd see you, we'd see the beauty of Jesus. In your precious name, amen. Today I want to look at ways in which God guides us, how he speaks to us, how he leads, how he directs, that kind, of, that kind of thing. Through Jesus, we know that you and I have been included in, we've been invited into this loving relationship with God. And he wants to teach us, he wants to speak to us, he, he wants us to trust him with everything. And ultimately, he wants us to follow him. And what I want to say right from the outset is, you're not alone. We are not alone. And I know so often we can feel like we are at times. You can be lost in a crowd. You can be here today feeling, I'm alone. I feel alone in life. But the promise of God is you are not alone. He's with you. As Christians, those that follow Jesus, we know that we're trying to follow the right path. And so our prayer is surely, Lord, guide me. Lord, speak to me. Lord, lead me. What is your will for my life? Oh, shucks. What is your will for this season? What is your will for this month? What is your will even for this week? Speak. Life, uh, I think for me, I'm, I'm discovering that life really is a season of chapters. I think if we look at our lives as just one long story without any breaks or chapters, we'll miss something. I know for me, in the short 46 years I've been on the planet, it's been a series of chapters, some chapters longer than others. Um, and when you're a child, the chapters seem shorter. And, and within these chapters, or coming back to just chapters, like we need to make decisions and choices, sometimes daily, sometimes season by season, sometimes yearly. But when you're a child, these decisions for guidance, what you're going to do, what you're going to think about, it's pretty limited, isn't it? Quite honestly, it's probably from tiny children, you know, do I put my finger up this nostril or that nostril? That's a decision. That's a, that's a big one, probably. Do I play with that tractor or this car? Shall I throw custard or not? But that's probably as far, maybe some of you are still like, they're still my decisions. Um, Pete, yes, yes, yeah, actually custard. It's the custard, yeah. But really... We've got decisions in life, and sometimes it's not that clear-cut, is it? Maybe you're here today, and you're thinking, man, this last year has been confusing enough. But it's not just about these last year or last 17 months. If, if we're not careful, we can think that this COVID world that we've just lived in is the only way of disrupting our lives. But for many, you just have to live for a little while to realize that life is a challenge, full of ups, downs, left, rights, twists, turns, highs, lows, there's decisions and choices that we need to make. And it's not always that clear cut. Maybe you're here today with some big life decisions. Maybe it's uni. Maybe it's job, the job in front of you. Maybe it's family life. Maybe it's a life partner. You guys that have just got engaged, congratulations, by the way. It's amazing. But you didn't just randomly stumble into that like, yeah, let's do that. There's a decision. There's, there's, how do we do this? How do we, what guidance do we need into this? Maybe there's been a lot of movement for us just as a church community. We've had people leave this church community and go to other churches, which is 
which is fine, which is wonderful. We've got to remember that we're part of the kingdom of God. <laughs> there is one church. But this, is, this has led to a bit of movement, a bit of flux, a bit of, I'm not sure what this looks like for me. Some big life decisions. How do we make sense of this crazy gig called life? I want direction. I want guidance. Jesus, would you speak? In John's gospel, John 10, 27, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. That's beautiful. He's the good shepherd, and he's saying to us, You're my sheepies. You know my voice, so follow me. You're my sheep. You know my voice. I want you to follow me. But how? How do we do this? How do we discern his voice? I want to unashamedly pinch five ideas that I stole from a wonderful man called Nicky Gumbel. I've never met him, but he's the reason. It's obviously God, but he's the reason why I gave my heart to Jesus Christ. So I do. I feel like I owe this man a debt of gratitude, actually. I watched him preaching the gospel on video. Remember those things? Some of you have no idea. Not DVD. We're talking video. We're talking video. Like it's as big, not even a, it was VHS video as well. But I heard this man preaching the gospel and it was the words of life. And I gave my heart to Jesus. So I owe him a debt of gratitude. But my wonderful wife, Em, told me about these five C's, five main ways that God guides us. And they're going to come up on the screen, I think. Thank you, Daniel. Commanding scripture, compelling spirit, common sense, counsel of the saints, and circumstantial signs. I want us to hold on to this thought. How do you speak to me, Lord? How do you guide me? How do you do that? So I want to, there was the preface, like I've nicked this. Please don't assume, I don't know whether you can even do this, but I guess I'm doing it. But there's nothing new under the sun, right? So I wonder whether Nicky Gumbel found these from somewhere as well. <laughs> Sorry, just to say, this is not as well about spiritual bingo. Like you have those lined up, bingo, and you shout bingo. Like I'm, I'm God's speaking to me because season after season, day after day, it might be the scriptures are coming alive to you. It might be just common sense. It might be circumstantial signs. So I don't want us to go, this isn't a formula here. These are just some helpful ways that God speaks to us. And I know some of you are so seasoned at this, but some aren't. And I want to get back to basics. I want us to think through this next season of life, Lord, are you speaking to me? How do I discern your voice? So the first one, the first C, the commanding scripture or understanding the Bible, hearing God's voice through his word. Psalm 119 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I love that. Your word, this wonderful book, this wonderful book is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. There is something that we just cannot explain about this book. It's not magic, it's powerful. Contained within these pages is God's authority to us. It's God's wisdom to us. It's God's truth to us. It's how we discern his voice. If you want to know how he speaks, open up the pages of scripture. It's powerful, it's authoritative, it's his wisdom. Let me share some scriptures with you from the good book. 
Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword, and it pierces, it divides soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and it helps discern thoughts and the intentions of the heart. That's what it does, friend. This isn't just random. This helps discern our thoughts and our motives of the heart. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, all scripture is God-breathed or breathed out by God, all of it, even the weird bits. It's all his word, breathed out by him. It says it's helpful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. Friends, that's the journey of the Christian life. We're being trained in righteousness. We're being trained to live like Christ, that the man of God or the woman of God may be complete, Equipped for every good work. That we're being equipped for every good work. Do you remember a few weeks ago, Abby Riley shared on the stream, she said, if our friend, she used to be part of this church community. She's still part of this church community. She just happens to live in Australia again now. Um, I wonder where you'd rather be. Um, She said, if you want to hear God's voice, open up this and read it out loud. And I know we can think, well, that's basic, but we don't do it. Quite honestly, very often we just don't do it. You want to know God's heart? Open this book and read it out loud. We know that the general will of God, such as who he is, who we are in him, the plan of salvation, the general will of God is mapped out in here. But how we don't read it is you open this up to say, I wonder what he wants me to wear today. I wonder how to decorate my house. How much should I give What life partner should I choose? Where should I go on holiday? That's not how we read the word. That'd be awful, wouldn't it? You open that up. Where should I go on holiday? Sodom and Gomorrah. (laughs) You know, it's like, but people treat the word like that. They randomly go, I just need you to speak to me. And again, and again, you know, that's not how we use the word. But we do know, remember when I was first saved, this, this book suddenly came alive. It was like it was highlighted on the page. Uh, different, diff, different phrases, different sentiments, different statements. St- suddenly like, man, I think they're direct to me. I just want to share a couple of personal examples. When we left Hastings, obviously it's a huge story. But to cut to the chase, we, me and Em were starting to think, get these fidgets. Like my wife says, she, we just started, get these fidgets. I think we're moving on. I think we're moving on from this hometown that we grew up in. Man, it was, it was hard, to be honest, because it's, but it was exciting. But there was this one verse from Hebrews. Hebrews 11, Heroes of the Faith, talks about Abraham. Hebrews 11.8, I think, it says, Abraham, I'm paraphrasing, he left his home. God spoke, he obeyed God, he left. But this is the phrase that got us, and he didn't know where he was going. You're like, that's bonkers. You're calling us to leave God, but we have no idea where we're going. But he started to prepare something in our hearts. You understand? That's how he speaks. That's how he's starting to speak to us. That's how he started to speak to me. And recently, where we find ourselves, man, it's been really tough. Really tough. You guys know. Really tough for you all. Really tough for this church family. Needed a word, man, where you're just like, God, underpin my heart. I found myself just... In Funky Town a few weeks ago, it's like, man, I want out. 
opened up the Bible and it was random. I just stumbled across 1 Peter. And in there, 1 Peter 5, he says, as a shepherd, I speak to you shepherds, shepherd the flock of God that is under your care. Do it, do it so willingly until the proper time. The whole time, do it willingly. And it was like this confirmation from God, shepherd my people. We do this together, right? But this is a confirmation. God, I think you're speaking. A friend of mine said literally on Friday, in this topsy-turvy world, this is the only place I'm finding safety right now. We must be those that read his word. We must be those that find strength from his word, direction from his word. This man, John Hosier, used to be a, a lecturer at the theological um, training I went to, believe it or not, years ago. He said, reading the Bible to me is like every good meal I've ever had. Can I tell you every meal? No, but I know every meal has done me good. So every time I open this book and read it, it does me good. Friends, let's be those that read the word. Let's be those that live in the word. Let's be those that find this as our anchor point to say, this is the place I'm finding safety and refuge. This is his voice. This book is his voice to us. It is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. The second C, compelling spirit, the voice of God, the leading, the prompts of the Holy Spirit. We know this, we're people of the spirit, those born of the spirit. You know, in Galatians 5, Paul says, keep in step with the spirit. Don't walk in the flesh, walk in the spirit. There's fruit as we walk in the spirit. The same spirit that raised Christ from death now lives in us. So as my brother Luca was just saying, the Holy Spirit is hovering here. He is. He's hovering in here as well. That same spirit that raised Christ is in us. Jesus said in John's gospel, it's good that I go. I seem to always say this because he's going to come. The spirit of truth. He's going to comfort you. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to teach you. He's going to rebuke you. He'll encourage you. He speaks. And he is the spirit of wisdom and truth. He speaks in here and he speaks in here because he's alive and he lives in me. In John 16, 12, this is the NLT version, translation, however we want to deem it. I just felt struck preparing for this. Jesus says, there's so much I want to tell you, but you can't handle it. I just think it's mad. Like God, want, if, he, if, if he just dumped all his wisdom on us right now, we'd just implode. It's inwards, isn't it? We'd just explode. Jesus says, I've got so much to tell you, more than you can now bear. But when he comes, he'll guide you into all truth. He'll not speak of his own, but he'll tell you what he's heard. He'll tell you about the future and he'll bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I say the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. There's so much that God wants to say. He's got words for you. Hannah, I feel that for you right now. He's got words for you. Precious treasure. And he's always speaking. You know his voice. He's always speaking. So let's be those that are open. Lord, is that you? Is that you speaking? 
How do you hear? How do you hear? Is it audible? Like you're hearing my dulcet tones now. Sometimes, for some, but I've never experienced that. And if, if that's what we're waiting for, we might miss it. I think miraculously at times he speaks that way. But very often it's our conscience, right? It's the, the motives of the heart. It's, it's our mind, our thoughts, our, you know, where our heart lingers. Just those fleeting ideas. That's how he speaks. He's, in, he's there. I remember listening to this guy years ago say, how, how do we follow the Holy Spirit? You just keep following peace. Just keep following peace. So he speaks here through his words. Are we listening? He speaks in here because he's the Holy Spirit. Are we listening? Are we listening for those prompts? Maybe even now he's speaking to you. He's reminding you of things, dreams that we've heard already that maybe you've forgotten. The third C, common sense. This isn't always a favorite one because people think it's not spiritual, but it is. We're spiritual, holistic beings, right? Common sense. I, I don't want to look at my wife right now when I think about this one. Because, yeah, often just think is what you'll say to me. That's our reason. Common sense is our reasoning. What we think about, our conscience God has given each of us a conscience and that conscience within is like a protective guard or guide and it helps us discern right from wrong, good from bad, helpful from unhelpful and we all have a conscience and it's often like a, think of your conscience like a knife. You can sharpen that conscience and you can also dull that conscience. If you keep choosing the wrong way, God doesn't drop a ton of bricks on you, but we can dull our own conscience. We have minds to think, to reason, to consider, and it's godly to think, to reason, to consider. 2 Timothy 2.7 says, think about what I'm saying, and the Lord will help you understand these things. God doesn't take the responsibility away from us to think. We are not robots, friends. I'm looking at some of the most intelligent people I've ever met in my life. And I include myself with you. <laughs> but genuinely, you guys, like, God gives us that intelligence and he wants to speak through common sense. We're not robots. There's a partnership that's going on. There's free will. There's free choice. I had the choice to do what I do today. You have the choice and God is wanting to speak through our choices. John Wesley said that the most common way God guided him was by presenting to his mind reasons for acting in a particular way. That's really spiritual, right? The Oxford Dictionary definition of common sense says the ability to think about things in a practical way and make sensible decisions. Friends, I want to say it's godly to make sensible decisions. Sometimes God wants to speak through your sensible decisions there's too many illustrations, right? Something we've all heard and we've probably all said, and I know I have, for goodness sake, just use your common sense. Ouch, as a parent, you know, there's peanut butter all down the knife, the wrong side of the knife. <laughs> I know, first world problems. And my son has a peanut and 
uh, allergy as well, and we still have peanuts in the house. Common sense? No. Goodness sake, just use your common sense. So I want to ask you, what is God speaking to you in this season? What are you hearing from his word? What are you sensing from his spirit? What does common sense look like for you? What does common sense look like for you? The fourth C, Council of the Saints. That's us. That's the church. That's the family of God, the body of Christ. You and I. God speaks and leads through one another. Um, And I can honestly, hand on heart, say that the primary way that I've experienced God's love, I would say 99.7% of the time, is through one of you. It's through another fellow human being. It's a hug. It's a, it's a kind gesture. It's someone just being there where you feel broken. God speaks through one another. The council of the saints. We are saints, chosen ones, sons and daughters of God. And God wants to speak to us through us. Through here? Absolutely. Absolutely. But we need one another to help discern this. If I had just followed this in isolation, that would have led me into all sorts of crazy town. So we need one another. We need other minds around us. Also, one of some of the biggest decisions I think we've made is because of the godly wisdom and advice other people have given us. You know, we didn't move in isolation. <laughs> People probably were trying to push us out the door. And yes, come on. Yes, we just feel it's right. Timbuktu, yes, just go. Just go, will you? But genuinely, we've needed other people to say, hey, I just think that's crazy. I'm not sure or absolutely go for that. God speaks. We need other godly people around us. We're meant to do this together. We're meant to do this. We say community a lot. It's so easy to say it. We've got to feel it. We're meant to be in family. We're meant to belong, be interconnected, speaking God's truths to one another, through one another. And the danger can be when there's big life decisions in front of us, we'll go it alone. I know we are at the moment sometimes when the pressure's on, it's like lockdown, let's, let's try and figure this out. Rather than saying, hey, we need friends. We need people to speak in. We're feeling this. What are you sensing? Yeah, keep going. Oh, no, 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 that's crazy. My friend, when I was first saved, I used to think and do all sorts of things. And his advice to me was, stop being a Muppet. That was literally what he used to say to me. Walked with the Lord much longer than me. I was still struggling with different things. And he'd literally say to me, stop it. Just stop doing that. Sometimes that's God speaking to you, right? I'm struggling with gossip. Stop. Stop doing that. Silly analogy, but hopefully you get my heart. And if we try to do it in isolation, we're short-sighted and we limit what we're trying to... And quite honestly, sometimes I can't see the wood for the trees. I'm just like, man, I can't see. Help me. Other people can bring wisdom that we just cannot see. Proverbs 12, 15. Fools think there is... Sorry, fools think their way is right, but the wise listen to others. Proverbs 20, someone like that, just, yep, that spoke to me. Sorry. Proverbs 20, 18, plans succeed through good counsel. Proverbs 27, 6, faithful 
are the wounds of a friend. Some translations say wounds of a friend can be trusted. That doesn't mean, Rob, and you're a good friend, I just come up and push, punch you, faithful on my wounds. That's not what it means. What it means is someone that cares enough about you to say no. Or I want to challenge this. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. One of my friends recently has said to me, Sam, I really feel God wants you to know that for as long as God will have you do it, to care for his people, shepherd the church, be there for the church. And it's funny that, isn't it? Because this was literally a few days ago and I just read this in my Bible and I think, Lord, I think you're speaking to me. And he said, I wonder whether your prayer should be, Lord, for as long as you'll have me do it, I'm going to shepherd your people. What does that look like for you? Whose counsel are you listening to? Are we open to other voices? Are we just listening to ourselves? Are we open to other people bringing another perspective, another viewpoint, maybe even a challenge? I find it hard, but are we open? Are we open? Fifth C, and this is much quicker, circumstantial signs. God is working through all things. He's everywhere present. He's all powerful and he's all knowing. (laughs) This is bonkers. There's big theological terms for that. But the bottom line is those three, what he does, he's everywhere present. He's all knowing and he's all powerful. So he will work through all things. Remember a friend of mine a few years ago, he was having a really tough time and he was in the park and he said, Lord, I just need to know you see me. And this squirrel ran up on the bench directly opposite him, went on his back legs and stared at him. And he just broke down. And he said, people were walking past. And it's like this squirrel just undid my heart. <laughs> Circumstantial sign. Some of you, you might say, just ridiculous. But for him, it, meant, it put his eyes on God again. He's like, God, I think you see me through this little Tony here, little squirrel. What does that look like for you? Would you even recognize signs along the way? You know, even now, like how do we live? Would you recognize, man, I think God's speaking to me through that. Let's be open. You know, across the last six months, there's been a phrase that different people have said time and time and time again for such a time as this. Different people from different churches, different backgrounds. I think you're here for such a time as this. Such a time as this. It's, for me, I, feel, I don't know where to put this category, but it's probably in all of them. But it's circumstantial. It's like it's providential. It's, God, I think you're speaking. Time and time again, this is help bring comfort and security and stability. You know, sometimes things happen and they feel so random like that squirrel. But are we open? Are we awake? Are we aware that God's trying to get our attention? Knowing that it's not random, it could be providential. Personally, leaving Hastings, these are three quick circumstantial ways. Just our son Tom was transitioning during that time from primary school to secondary school. It's hard enough, as you know. Big jump. We were looking at this this school called St. Leonard's Academy, and it's a wonderful school at the time. It's doing really well, and me and him were looking around. We looked at all different schools, and we went to the school that I was supposed to go to years ago, the school that I went to, but, you know, didn't really go to. Um, And they're they're doing okay, and they they could have 
could have been a great school. We went to the other school and looking around, it's like, man, this is amazing. And it was like, no, Tom will be coming. Yeah, that, yep. So Tom will be coming here. And you reminded me yesterday and you're like, you just got this, it like flashed across her mind, just like, but he's not going to come here. And it's all set, but he's not going to come here. And we were reminded of that. Was it this conference probably, I don't know, six months before we moved, something like that. And several hundred people there. I didn't know, I knew probably three people were scattered around. Didn't know this lady behind me, but she turned to me at one point or put her hand on me from behind, you know, and she just went, I don't know why I feel this, but I just feel the Lord has something new for you. Could be random, but I think it was providential. I think it was a circumstantial wonder, if you like. And the, the guy, uh, guy called Paul, who leads the church in Hastings, um, just as we were planning, thinking about where should we go, you know, we th- all sorts of feelings and thoughts. He just said, man, I feel like you need to be in Manchester for a season. Providential. It was like a circumstance, yet word of the Lord, but it was like, it was through a circumstance. We need to remain open to these providential signs of God. So he speaks through his word. And are we listening? He speaks by his spirit. Holy Spirit, are we listening? He speaks through our minds and our intellect and our reason and our common sense. Are we listening? He speaks through one another. Am I listening? Am I open? Are we open? And there's circumstantial signs. So I just want to ask you, I was wondering, Andy, would you, we didn't really talk about this, did we? Would you mind just coming and playing? Um, Sorry to put you on the spot, bro. And John, thanks, mate. Just want to ask some questions and I'm going to, um, Dan's going to throw up a, a prayer on the screen as well. I just wonder whether we just make this our prayer. Um, don't want to hype anything. Just want you to think again. This is the grid in which God speaks. I know there's a multitude of ways, but through these five main areas, I think, man, we can we can grow. We can listen. We can be be led and directed by God. How is He speaking to you right now? Is it a season for you to feel? Yeah, I feel like I've neglected this book. I need to hear His heart again in the Word of God. Is it a season for you where you're like, man, I didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. Or you've neglected that altogether. Time to say, come Holy Spirit. Come and guide me into your book. Come and guide me. Come and speak to me. Is it time again to think, man, what's my common sense look like right now? My common sense radar. Is it time to invite friends again in to say, I'm sorry I haven't talked to you before. Can you help me? Can you speak to me? Maybe it's time for you to look out again for the squirrels, for the clouds, for the trees, for creation speaking to you. Because God will speak to you if you allow him. So what does it look like for you? What big decisions do you have on the horizon? Maybe you're even considering whether this is what you want to call home. Fine life. This is, is this my home still? I don't need to say this, but I want to. You are completely free, my dear friend. You know that. But maybe it's time to genuinely think, man, God, where would you have me? 
Where would you have me call home? Maybe you're visiting and you feel like, man, this is for me today. Let's just make this prayer our own. Dear Lord Jesus, I pray you'd speak to us. I pray you'd guide us, direct us, give us wisdom, give us insight, give us hope. Thank you that you promise to give us a future. Thank you that you promise everything's going to go well. Everything's going to look rosy one day. Thank you that that day is coming. Thank you that that day is coming. Lord Jesus, speak. So just take a moment, a few moments, several moments, just make that your prayer.